we want to bring a discussion of just the black beer experience. Um, so we're part of the craft beer community and what better way to address the issue is to um, address it in the community that you're a part of. I can't necessarily work on the larger audience right now, but I can work on mine. And for me at this time is the Nashville craft beer community. Something that I love, but we all know we can all be a little better. Do you agree, Kramer? We can. Oh, it's, there's always room for improvement. We are making those improvements, but we still got many miles to go. Agreed. So um, we have some guests here today, and I'm excited for them to be joining us. And uh, we'll kick it off and go ahead and introduce yourselves, guys. Uh, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, my name is Justin Singleton. Um, and yes, I am a beer drinker. Uh, <laughs> today I'm actually drinking on this uh, Bag 40 uh, Bamamosa group. Very tasty. It tastes like uh, beer and mimosa together, perfect combination. And depending on how the conversation gets a little bit later on, I might have a little sweet baby Jesus. From the That's a good. Yeah, so that's a, a chocolate peanut butter porter, and um, I love it because a little bit of like porter's lighter than the stouts, but still give you that sexiness as a stout as well. Um, so that's the reason why I chose those beers today. Um, I do a little stuff on social media as well. Uh, me and my buddy, we have a uh, Instagram page called Beer Tasting of America, where our goal is to have at least one beer out of each state uh, made in the U.S. of A. Um, and I think we've had probably a lot of them. We haven't hit all 50 just yet. And um, next week, I'll be launching something new called um, uh, Brewing Circles, where I'll be pairing beers that I love with the record collections that I have as well. So um, you can follow both of those on uh, Instagram. But uh, Brewing Circles will be launching in, uh, next week. Uh, so check that out. Um, and I guess one of our preferred sour beers. Anything but sours. I, like, I love beer. I'll drink any beer on the mankind, but I have to take a recommendation for sours because I've been traumatized once before with a sour, so um, you have to lead me to that water in order for me to get a sour. Like, I'm not about to drink any else. I'll drink any other beer in the world. Like, you know, I'll, I'll taste it. I'll try at least once or twice, even 30 times. But them sours, like, I need a recommendation. Like, I, I'll, I'll rock with them like that. I am with you on that 100%. <laughs> We're gonna have that conversation. We like for another time, but I want to dive into like what you were traumatized by. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, it was shock tart by uh, I forgot who made, uh, tailgate. I had it, my jaws just sucked in. I was like, oh my god, like, what is this? I've had some more after that, but it's really it's hot. You have to give me a recommendation, but shock tart just really got my first, and I'm just like, ah, I need to be guided. Don't I'm cool, I'm good. <laughs> Okay, so I'm Jackie Gill, and um, I'm my preferred style is wheat, uh, but today I'm drinking a imperial um, imperial barista berry, which is kind of a coffee. It, it's actually a sour, but it's not as sour as what he was just discussing, because I I couldn't do those type of sours. My husband likes sours, but not me. I'm more partial to wheat. So, like, love bird, um, any kind of wheat with, like, uh, real fruity, but not too sweet. 
uh, those are the types. And later on, after we get started, I'll be having Lovebird. As you can see, I actually have a Lovebird cup. That's how much I love Lovebird. Okay, you're a fan of Lovebird. I, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I am a fan. I am at their launch every year. Every year I go to Jackalope and purchase a six-pack of Lovebird. Hey, Jackie Gill, have you had their uh, Sex Evil yet? Like their, I guess, stronger version of Lovebird? Um, yes. I... As a matter of fact, they've had two releases. They just had one. They had Sex Ego. I had that. That was pretty good. It was more tart, a little bit more tart. And then they did another one. Oh, gosh, I can't remember the name of it. But they just did another release of uh, where they took Love Bird and took it to another yeah. place. I, I, of course, bought that too. So and, and it was good. And I have some in my refrigerator, but that's not what I'm drinking today. Um I am a beer snob. I don't drink Budweiser. I don't drink Michelob. I don't drink none of that. That none of that. I only drink craft beer. That's that's where I'm at. <laughs> yes, I am. And I, and I literally have a hat. I have a hat that, that says beer snob. Because that's what I am. And I've embraced it. Long as you, long as you um, know and accept it, you know, I'm willing <laughs> to pay for it. <laughs> I understand what I am. <laughs> All right, hey everybody. Uh, my name is Darren Armstrong. Um, favorite beer type? I'm stuck between uh, bourbon barrel stouts mm. and bourbon bourbon barrel ales. So between. Dragon's Milk and Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale. Uh, that's where I usually, those are my two favorites. Um, you like to get faded. <laughs> I, you know what? I, 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 it's like if you're going to drink beer, let it be worth it. Get that. Oh, get the menu. Damn, it's that shit. You don't want it. No, no, no. I do, you know, 18.3% and above. Let's, let's hit that. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to, uh, oh, to be back yeah, on the yeah. show. I am also the founder of The Living Room, uh, which is a brick and mortar, redefined craft beer tap room bar experience, uh, serving craft beer enthusiasts in untapped consumer markets who desire to build community. So what I am developing is diversity across all aspects of the uh, beer community in terms of experiences, the type of beer, the people you come in contact with, the types of events, as well as even some education while you are at the tap room. Uh, so that's what I'm working on. And I am glad to be here, glad to be with other fellow beer drinkers. And especially at this crucial time when we're talking about not only beer, but also where we fit in beer because we have to pull up a seat to the table and that's exactly what we're doing here and now so thank you uh shawnee and kramer for this opportunity and i i'm glad to meet all these other fellow beer drinkers i'm sorry beer snobs uh, <laughs> it's right hey. and i'm repping that tournament <laughs> <laughs> AC, put, ac put that all of us up here are beer snobs i would probably go ahead and agree with her on that one I don't like the term beer snob. I like to say beer enthusiast. There we go. That's about the store. I like snob. And that's not. <laughs> no, no. I'm, 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 I'm already at the snob level. I, I'm, I'm a snob. 
I, I'm, I'm embracing that. That that I just embrace it. And I say that with my pimp cup, so you know. <laughs> oh, and I forgot to mention I'm I'm drinking a uh, Southern Grist Marshmallow Double Coconut Cobra Kai. Oh, okay. It's a, a release. I saw that one. That was. I've got a delirium trimmings waiting on me, and I have oh. something else that I may uh, pop open. It's another. It's a bourbon barrel stout. So, Let's see. Okay. There you go. All right. I'm Jackie Floyd. Um, and right now I'm drinking the well, so this is a collaboration between Good Word and Three Taverns. Um, my favorites right now are IPAs. Uh, I, when I started out, I was in love with wheats, but for some reason now it's just all, IPAs are all I want. Um, so later. Well, actually, I don't know what I have planned later for my later beer. We're, we'll see. It'll be a surprise before it's. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you drank IPAs when I first met you, Jackie. No, it was recent. Okay, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it's been within the past few months. Right, like, it's all welcome. <laughs> welcome to IPA world. It's it, it's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering mm -hmm. if this is like the gateway drug to sours because I, I know one of the other. It's not. No, no, it's not. Right. no, no, no. Okay. I'm with Justin on the sour. I tried a sour once and I was like, oh, that, that's a thing I had. Sour IPA? You'll be open to sours after that. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's too much. I'm talking about too much things in the beer. That's too much. Sour IPA. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm. I'm going to roll a little bit. My favorite style of beer. It's a Imperial Stout by uh, High Wire Brewing Company. It's a salted caramel chocolate bar. Imperial Stout brewed with chocolate, caramel, vanilla, lactose, and sea salt. High Wire can't do wrong. I, I love them. Yes, I got. I did a big beer haul today with just like most of their stuff. So, hey, have you tried the cinnamon roll one? From them, no. Oh. I, I've seen, it, but I haven't been able to get my hands on it. That's so, a good one. Yeah, yeah. If you like that, something, you know, I will pick it up from you in a heartbeat. I'll, I'll, next time I see it, because I know a place that actually carries it. She, okay. she carries it pretty often, so I'll, I'll check it out uh, next time. Oh, stop what I'm doing. To... <laughs> you come pick it up. That's a good <laughs> urgent. One. I'll be at work. I got to go lunch. I got to grab this. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, I am drinking my own beer today. <laughs> Now, so this was my first brewed beer. It's a rye IPA. It, I had a um, craft beer kit. So a little kit that uh, my wife bought me a couple years ago. And um, I just didn't have the courage. I don't know. It was, I think the first day I read it, I was like, oh, this is a lot. This is more than, I'm, <laughs> than I was willing to give at the time. And then I became a fan of a, a real fan of craft beer and an enthusiast, if you will. And um, so it's, it, it kind of is the next step. Then I had to write a paper for class, a demonstration paper. And I wrote about how to brew beer. And since I had to do the research, I had to write about it. I'm like, okay, well, it's not that much and you can knock it out. So here we are, my rye IPA. Now, my bottle conditioning did not quite carbonate it, but the taste is there. So, you know, I'm going to drink it. You don't let alcohol go to waste. Exactly. What's the name of IPA, Shawnee? Shit, Black Lives Matter. 
Black IPA called Black Lives Matter. Rye IPA, but Rye IPA. Yeah. You know, and just I'm gonna get better at this. So if you know things don't turn around, I, I'll just brew my own beer. No. Nah. Uh, <laughs> worst case scenario. So how does your beer stand up? Like like where would you rank it? Oh, you know. ooh, I wouldn't even, I don't even know, like, I don't even want to do that on Untapped. Like, I was, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I'm not ranking this very high. That's one <laughs> probably throw on Untapped. You had it's it, but it's Just to say it's the baseline, baby. Don't worry about it. There you go. I'm about to, I'm about to get some more um, ingredients so I can brew another one and be more mindful. The other thing is, again, like I said, it was old, so mm-hmm. I haven't reached out about hey, I need help. Why does he keep doing this? Because I'm not sure if it's because my ingredients weren't the freshest. So we're going to have some fresh ingredients and we'll, um, we'll revisit this. I'll make sure I keep the, uh, the public updated on my craft brewing experience. So <laughs> I'm proud of you. I, I appreciate that. I'm not, I can't, no. I'll drink I got- it. Kill Shawnee, because I've been meaning to get into home brewing, so I need to start stepping it up for real. Actually, Kramer, I have an idea. What? I think you and I, we should work on it. We should work on something. I'm in. <laughs> I am in. I'll, you be got my- your, I'll be your tester. <laughs> right. I'll be your tester. I'm waiting for the kit where we, I'm at the time where I can have people come together, because I feel like, cry, like brewing beer is more of a collective thing, and I'm waiting for Justin to say, hey, come on over. I am brewing today, and I'll yeah, come uh, with some beer. We're going to make something happen this month. You know, I, I just brewed a double batch with my homeboy uh, last weekend. Yeah, sometime last week. I forgot because, you know, all these days run together. But we met up last other week. So, I mean, yeah, we made it happen. All good. All <laughs> good. I'll make it over there. Yeah. So we want to um, get into the a little bit of the conversation. So again, we, the, the civil unrest going on in the country, um, a lot of companies were speaking out and they were making their stances known. And if um, at, on my Instagram, I really only follow beer people. I have two. So on my main Instagram that I um, actually use, I only follow beer uh, breweries, black people in beer, people in bl- beer, women in beer, you know, just the whole gamut, right? And I hopped on on IG and I'm looking and I see a couple of my Facebook, um, sorry, Instagram followers or people I follow. What do you call them on Instagram? Anyway, I see them and they're calling out like, hey, breweries, where do y'all stand with this? And and I had to take a step back because I had been on Facebook fighting the good fight. And I I realized I was like, wait a second. This is this is my community. This is what what the reason I started the black beer experience because I didn't see enough faces in the place that I enjoy going. And so, um, I wanted to be a part of the fix. I didn't want to just complain. And, uh, though we have the right to do that, but I wanted to make sure that, um, we gave the breweries kind of a, a look into the uh, black beer drinkers, um, experience. 
So I hopped on the phone with Kramer and I was like, man, what you think about this? And let's do it. Swig, Facebook Live it, bet. Oh, yep. And he was game. Always. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I know Kramer, you, you kind of hopped on and started, you started messaging breweries and sending words out. So. Yeah. got a few of them to respond pretty quickly. Um, cause they, at first they, nobody really posted anything. And then I tagged them all in the post. I had, I had their name. So they knew it was real. Um, on, on Instagram. I said you're out there burning hats on Instagram. Hey. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> Pay attention to us. And a lot of them responded, but there was a couple I had to really, really come for them. And then they're like, oh man, we didn't know what to say. Uh, most of the time we don't know what to say, but we know we need to say something. You know, like, let's be honest. Like, we want to say the right thing. Okay. Uh, you need to say something like, are y'all okay with what's going on? Like your silence is right. accepted. And, and I, I, you know, I'd rather, oh. Say what? I'd rather go ahead come in and take the time to say something just to come up with a blanket and statement because that's what we find a lot of companies doing nowadays. I just feel like even in the work, I had to call this out at one of my, at, at my site where I work. I'm just like, we don't have time for blanket statements. Like if you're going to say something, you better meet it and come up with an action plan behind it because I don't have time for this anymore. I'm tired. So yeah. <laughs> I've tasted from other companies and just thrown it up on a cute yeah. little app. Like, so oh, I yeah. will say I, I've had some conversations with some brewery owners and um they this was pre-COVID. So they were interested and they were open to conversations and you know, kind of what we're doing now. And then COVID happened and that was a little bit of a hiccup in all of it. And then you have um, the, the killing of George Floyd that set off a whole whirlwind and um, a, a, a much due reckoning, you know, if you will. And um, so I, I was like, it's time to get those conversations started back up, put some things into place as the city and slash country is opening back up. It's time to, it's time to get those, um, those conversations going see those action plans let's see how committed you know people are um so here we are we have a, a live discussion of the black beer experience and so i wanted to start off with um your experience at breweries in the craft beer community be it online um in person you know what what have y'all um experienced I think in my case, I've had happen a lot of times because when I come into the tap room, I already know what I, I have an idea of what I, I tend to go for. Like, like I said, a stout or an IPA, for example, so I already know what I'm going to go for, but I'm also, you know, you're here to service us here to enjoy. So I'm going to sample. And so sometimes when it comes to like sampling and then asking questions about the type of hops or, uh, I start nerding out talking about, you know, do you taste more diacetol in this? Or they kind of look at me like, what do you know about that? Do you know this? <laughs> like diacetol, what are you talking like? What are you talking about? Or uh, just throwing out examples of just different kind of styles I like as I'm trying to figure out like what will be best for my beer experience that day. 
um, that tends to happen a lot um, in my experience because you don't, we don't see a lot of us, you know, or, you know, our, Lat or, or our Latinx brothers and sisters as well. Uh, we don't see a lot of us in, in these tap rooms. So when we're there, it's kind of like, oh, hey, you guys drink beer too? <laughs> um, beyond Mickey's or beyond Red Stripe? Drink more than malt liquor? Yeah. We do. <laughs> Love that. Now, I don't usually, when I go into a new tap room, I don't have, I don't have that. I usually go and I sit at the, and I already know what I'm going to get. I already, I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, which ones are your wheats? Which ones are your sours? And then I'll look and they'll ask me, well, what kind of beer do you like? And it's like, they're trying to put me in a certain box. And it's like, no, I see a special beer up there. I want to try that. Let me try that. And it's, they almost want to put you where they think you ought to be mm -hmm. instead of letting you try what you want to try. Mm. Um, now, usually that's the first go round. Once I've been in there a couple of times, they don't mess with me anymore. They're like, oh, okay. We know she, she know what the hell she talking about. We ain't going. Yeah. And and in on occasion, I've learned that if I wear that hat, that beer snob hat, people will look at it, and they're like, "Oh, we better watch what we say because she's not gonna be, she's not, she's not gonna take your shit." <laughs> Pretty much. And I'm not because I come in there to enjoy beer. I'm not coming, I'm not coming in there for you to tell me what kind of beer you think I should have. I'm coming there to try the kind of beer that I think I want to try. I specifically go to beer festivals just to know what beer I'm going to buy that year. So you plan it out, okay? I do. So I yeah, do. I don't, I don't care for the whole like I go into the brewery and I'm an IPA drinker. I'm looking at the ABVs. That's kind of my <laughs> what I decide what I'm drinking because, <laughs> like Darren said, like go for the gusto. Um, so when they come in and be like, "Well, we have this lager or this." low percentage into you know entry beer like a you know I'm, I'm like no i i do this like you've never tried beer before yeah right. that's a little bit of underestimation yeah which is why i tend to wear the beer snob hat a lot so that i don't have to hear that whole well you kind of want to try it no nah. you see this this means i know what the fuck i'm talking about so yeah, I know. I have some of the similar experiences. I mean, I guess as I come in and I start talking beer, like, you know, people used to talk talk nerdy to me. I saw I talk beer as soon as I walk up on the scene. So it's just like I mean, cause first thing I I mean, when I walk in, I'm going for a flight because I love beer. So therefore I'm gonna have a little bit of a dab of everything before I buy anything. Cause I I, mean, I plan on taking something home if I spike something. So um and there's been some points sometimes where, you know, I just feel like they might go out of their way to talk to me, you know, to talk about different beers that they have available. Um, and, and we've had experiences with like going to a beer festival. They've asked, you know, you know, how can they tap into the black market? I think we, we went to the um, beer festival at the uh, baseball field last year at um, that Sound Stadium. Yeah, I don't oh, remember the name there? of that one. You were there? I was, I was there, there too. I don't know the level. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> We were there That's too. Good. <laughs> Nothing like the winter warmer, but that was a good oh, time. That festival. Nothing like the winter warmer, but um, 
And I think, Derek, you'll love the Winter Warmer if you haven't been yet. It's just a lot of uh, 13 and love. So, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, mean, I, I sometimes do feel like they have to go out of their way to kind of talk to us because, um, and even, I think they understand that, you know, I, in my mind, I think they understand the power of a black dollar. You know, they could tap into that market. And, you know, because we, we love spending money on something good, mm. then they can benefit from that. But, you know, I mean, I've been all over through a lot of places throughout Tennessee and some other areas, even in Alabama, which I was shocked about, that, you know, they still kind of treat it with some more, you know, type of respect. You guys a beer drink, if anything. But I'm pretty sure I'll run into somewhere where I won't get the same experience. So Where I was in Mississippi, scared? <laughs> 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 I had a good experience, but... <laughs> I'm a little nervous. And even with that, like when I go to a new city, like I'm always like looking at the GPS, like how far is it from the main city I am, and yeah. I go behind. I mean, where am I going? Because I made a mistake when I do my little um, West Wine Trail. I know we're gonna talk about wine, but when I did the Wine Trail in um in West Tennessee, I was in a place I was like, look, this is like my grandma back road back <laughs> in Georgia, and if, if somebody get me, I'm nobody will hear from me. I'm going you need you need that you need that Green Book. But I think that comes with the territory of being black and trying to experience new things is that you don't really put yourself involved with when you go if you're being adventurous like we are as a beer drinker. So Yeah. Would you say, Jackie, you you had something? I said I said, well, we're gonna create a green book for uh brewery locations. <laughs> and uh <laughs> this one's safe. <laughs> Listen, that was, and we'll get myself. But that the bar those social anymore. media those social media posts kinda let me know like am I going to somebody who support me this whole time where I'm thinking everything is rather you know fairly safe. All it takes is one instance to kind of for things to go left. And seeing some, you know, seeing some of those posts kind of made me feel like okay this is a more safe space but like i said we'll get into that i don't want to jump too far ahead i want to know how you all got in a craft beer <laughs> the short version i guess <laughs> yeah well I, um, I had a buddy of my i was like my last day at work at one of my previous jobs and um the guy do beer saves of america with we talked about beer before but he, he was like hey you want to go get a beer and then it started from there. Like, I've been drinking everything on the mankind today. And he was like, bro, buddy. But, you know, I, I kind of said IPA to kind of impress people because I thought that was a craft beer. Like, okay, well, I want to get a community. IPA is cool. We can say that. But, you know, other than that, I had no really historical knowledge of uh, craft beer. But it started from there. It just started from an invite. And here we are, 5,000 beers later. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years ago, 20 years ago, my husband and I were in a specialty store in Grand Blanc, Michigan. And they had a whole section of all types of beers from Germany to everywhere across, across the world. And we were kind of intimidated. And so we're like looking at the guy and the guy's like, well, what kind of beer do you like? We're like, uh, <laughs> I don't really drink beer. I mean, we're wine drinkers. It's like, no, you got to try this. So he pulled out a Sam Adams cherry wheat beer. Okay. And we've been craft brew drinking ever since. Okay. I can see that. That'd be a nice start. Yeah. I don't even know 
what craft beer was until I went to, I was living in Asheville. Mm. I was oh, garden and oh. there was like, like a regular food menu, but it was just beers really? up and down the page. I said, wait, there's this many beers exist? How? <laughs> I was like, that's a lot of pages for Bud Light and Red Stripes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't drink any then, but fast forward, moved to Nashville, and some of my friends took me out, and they're all ordering, like, oh, well, I don't know, like, you know, maybe I like that, maybe I, like, I don't know. So they introduced, they got me two flights, and, you know, that night narrowed it down to, like, in Browns and Wheats. Um, and so that's that's how I got into it from there. Just everywhere I go, I, I get flights now, just trying to figure it out and, you know, using my handy dandy uh, untapped app. Keep up untapped with is wonderful. <laughs> I suck yeah. at keeping that updated. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but that's the only way, that's the only way I know what beers I've tried. Yeah, because, I, I, I struggle. Because, like, did I have that one? Well, see, here's the thing. I was in Nebraska when my daughter was having her baby, and we went to, um, I had a beer in Nebraska. It was awful. It, it was awful. They started selling it here. I was like, that looks familiar. I looked at Untapped. Oh, that was that shitty ass beer I had in Nebraska. What? <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I know what beers I've tried and what beers I haven't. Exactly, because mm-hmm. I did that same thing where something sounded familiar. Like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. I remember that because I liked it. Mm-hmm. No, I remembered it because I hated it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I bought it again. This is just like a, a couple of months ago. And I was like, why did I buy this? I hate to, I went to log it. And I'd already logged it before. I was like, you gave this one star. Why did you yeah. buy this again? Yeah. <laughs> I've learned. Like in that can. I yep. I've <laughs> learned. Check the untapped because that's why I try to register all the ones I've tried because at least then I know. I don't, it's not for other people. It's for me because I don't remember I mean, like he said, 5,000 beers later, I don't remember which one I've tried. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> so, valid. Darren, how I you know. got the game? It was my, uh, it was my second year. I was, so I was in Nashville from 2010 to 2012. Um, I was here for business school and my, my best friend was in town that weekend and he was just pushing me and pushing me to try this new, try this beer. And I already mentioned it earlier, but we were at a whiskey kitchen and he was like, get that Kentucky bourbon barrel ale. I was like, whatever. Try that. Ever since I've just been on this, <laughs> I've been on this journey, um, just going down just different, you know, you know, bourbon barrel stouts, ales, IPAs, Saison's, um, Kolsch's, um, West Coast IPAs. Um, yeah, a little bit of everything. I struggle with sours, so I'm, I'm again. We go back to sours, um, but glad we're not alone. Started, <laughs> I'm saying it's like once you get in it and you realize like just how intricate and how customized your beer experience can be, you just keep going. And so then I continue to nerd out, and the next thing you know, trying everything, and then I end up. I moved to California. 2015, I took the inaugural uh, craft brewing course at UCLA uh, with a gentleman named Tom Carroll, who's a big, big beer head, um, an international beer judge. And I ended up being his TA for the second course. Uh, so this has just been a, a growing hobby slash turn this into a way to bring people together, um, a way to make some money. 
um, but also just something that that's also that can be ours that, that can be remixed. So uh, and it's just so damn good. Beer is so good. Yeah. It is. Yeah. For myself, it was fairly easy. I um, it was a bar that was that was serving uh, beer and shots. So I was an alcohol drinker. I mean, a liquor drinker. I still am, but. They would um they had the beer and the shot combo. Well, the only beer that was there was like some light beer that I really didn't care for, but there was a Sweetwater 420. Mm. I was like, you know what? Let me try this 420. And of course, I mean 420. So that's the <laughs> the hot special holiday. So that was always intriguing to me. And so when I tried it, um, I probably want, I, it was a little pungent from what I was used to. Like, oh, okay. Little danky. Um, little danky, <laughs> you know. And I, um, but I realized I was like, this tastes better than, I was drinking like Bud Lights or something at the time. So this was much better than that. And uh, for two, I've, I've, been a, I've, I've been a fan ever since. I, I couldn't go back. I think I might have thought I might have tried Stella's in between time as like uh, you know tra- transitioning, but it was uh, that four twenty got me in the door. Yeah, <clears throat> I have a pretty simple story. It's I was at uh, Belmont my junior year, and my uh, white roommate Max, shout out to Max, he showed me Shock Top, Bells and White. It's probably comparatively now it's like. The Bud Light of Craft Brewery, but like back then it was like, like a pretty big deal. Yeah. And he, sh- he bought that for a party and I tried it. I was like, this is delicious. And he was like, yeah, it's a craft uh, brewery out of somewhere. Forget now. And then ever since then, I've been, it was like a snowball effect. Because before then, like my most craft thing, emphasis on my air quotes, was like Heineken or Blue Moon at the time. Blue Moon, he said. <laughs> no disrespect to Blue Moon, but like Blue Moon is good. Blue Moon is that entry craft beer, though. A lot of people I never could get with it because I wasn't a fan of the orange. It wasn't really, but at the time I thought that was like. But I love Citra. I love Citra Hop. So that's, but <laughs> that orange, like I, it, it probably is the coriander or something that wasn't, um, wasn't doing it for me. Oh yeah, but yeah, at the time I thought Blue Moon was the cream of the crop. You got no better than Blue Moon at the, at the time. Mm. And I was I was shown the light. I was like, man, how dare I disrespect the craft beer game like this? And we all have that moment. We, it we happens. All we all we all go through it. Yeah, I felt that it. same way, and then someone introduced me to Belgians, <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought Belgians were the best thing going. Uh, and they still they're still great. They're great, but. There's a lot to be appreciated in all the different styles, you know. Several styles, we all appreciate that. Okay. We're going to have to help you along. I mean, we I'm not have say, a sour tater club. Like, I, I think that's. You're to help me too. I not do sours. <laughs> goes, I'm like very hesitant. I'll drink a goes before a sour. But, but see, I'm like, you have to. Okay, so I don't do the like tardy, tardy sour. Like, there are like some that are like, like you were saying, but, uh, yeah, but there are some that aren't as sour, but still have that taste to them, that, that mixture of the berries, and and mm-hmm. it just tastes really good, but you got to know which one to pick, because I've picked We'll, have, we'll I, have a bottle share with some sours, 
and we'll we'll mix it up but we probably wouldn't want to have those uh you know y'all stouts in that on that day that's gonna be like really rough so we'll do you know some sour some ipas and stuff on the bottle share well i'm not you know i'm not hosting that event because for it's me in my house <laughs> <laughs> as for me and mine <laughs> so are you all a part of any um like online like craft beer groups besides the black beer experience uh, that nashville beer geeks mm -hmm. i'm a member of that i just they do a lot of sharing so yeah. they want to they want to trade a lot and usually i don't have what they're looking for so I haven't gotten the sharing and swapping and all of whatever it is. But that's um, what, that's what they, they do that a lot. Um, yeah. I don't have the beers that they're all looking for. I mean, some of the ones they're looking for are the Southern um, Grist ones, and I've already drank them, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they all Southern Grist. Southern Grist. Oh, they do. Yeah, I got, super I throwback to the Grist stuff from, like, six months ago. I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, that's gone. Like, that, veneer, that veneer there we had, how, how old, how like when was that released? That was released earlier this year, first okay. week. That was late last year. Or lately, I don't know. It was one of them. I know I was at release it twice. Yeah, I was looking for that. Y'all, y'all should not have exposed me to that. Which one? Which one? Yeah. Vanilla Nair Stout. I'm looking for it too, but I don't. I just don't have anything to trade for because I know somebody in that National Beer uh, Geek page has a bottle of that. But I just don't have tradable stuff. I get stuff I know I want to drink. Yeah, so, and, and it is. Oh, I'm like, I don't want to get stuff just to trade. I was like, I'm getting this because I want to drink it. Right, I'm with you, Kramer. I, I, I I'll get yeah. it and I'll try it. And if it's something I don't like, yeah, I'll trade it with you. Yeah. <laughs> I've got that blueberry pancake one from Southern Gerst, and I was like, I don't want that. I'm trying to grist. I'm trying to figure out how to get rid of it. I'm, I'm tempted to is put it, it in sweet. Where is it? So, I'll take it off your hands. I'll try. Love to try it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll be more than happy. You can have it. It yeah, tastes like I expect. All like trade, like and I feel like a lot of times the people who are like I'm part of the Mid State uh, Ten uh, crew or something like that. So a lot of a lot of guys will be like they're out of town and they want to trade for people who live in the city so they can get some of those beers. But uh, you can have it. I don't even got to trade with you. I'll just give it to you because I. I... <laughs> So, like, I've, I'm in a group, and um, recently they had one of, uh, with everything that was going on, there's a local brewery that has had some issues. Uh -oh. And I, I would like to get your opinion on this. Um, they, I guess the owner has posted, and here's the thing, and I'm, it's going to be explained within this. I don't have the full story, which is, in my opinion, part of the problem, but there's a local brewery the owner has posted some um interesting comments on his personal page and, interesting comments on his personal page and how whoever he's friends with i think he had the page public it became um it was known and it was mentioned in one of the beer groups and so in the group when this brewery is mentioned shit goes haywire like <laughs> all the comments are crazy and you you have a battle in in the in the beer group mm -hmm. and so the the um one of the admins 
they would delete the whole post. So you wouldn't see what it, what it is that the original, like, you know, whatever the issue was, the foundation of it. But you know how people do in groups. You delete the one post, they come behind you and they make a whole nother post and they might ask a question related to the old post. So that happened. And so I saw the second, the follow-up post after the, the, uh, the original was deleted. And come to find out that this person has some, um, I, I, I'm not going to say racist because I don't know if the comments were necessarily racist, but you can kind of lean towards that. It was um, kind of like like shitting on liberals. <laughs> and a lot of times what liberals stand for is equality. So, you know, um, within that, I was, I was a little upset with the, with the online group that they would delete that message personally. I was upset because I, don't, I, can, I can understand you cutting the comments off, but to delete the whole message um, that isn't fair to me who someone who might go in there after this person just made this whole message and made everything loud and clear. I go into his establishment and am, I'm supposed to, I, I don't want to patronize your establishment. So I'm just wondering, like, do you all think that is some, uh, do you all think that the post should be deleted? How should they, how did, should online groups handle things like this from your perspective? Let the, let the post stand. If, if, if that's the line that you draw in the sand, I'd much rather know where where you where your you know where your your ethos comes from. So if you are a racist business owner, in this case, if you are a racist owner of a tap room or brewery, let me know. So that way I know where my dollars don't go, where I know not to send other people, where I know not to patronize. Uh, and I think it also what was that? What was that, Kramer? I was just saying, like, just a place to feel like you can be safe, not like you're going to get harmed or something. Yeah. But safe and comfortability. Yeah. I mean, if that's if that's how you feel, say that and stand by it. Don't delete it. Um, if anything, I hope that that sparks conversation and you can also weed out the people who are going to be on the right side versus the wrong side of history um, outside of just being beer drinkers. But I think it's important to also highlight that as we are having these conversations about black and brown people, and then also within this community, we need to be able to call out and just know like who's who, and also have the evidence. Like we already know what's happening. Um, we already know we're not being sought after. We already know the power of our, our demographic as, as not only customers, but also um, investors um, and also you know business owners. So let us know exactly who's out here in the industry uh, that we should not, you know, partner with that we should not support. So I don't, I don't think like, I don't feel like you should delete it. I think that that's, that's a sign of a weakness. Somebody who's coming up behind you to delete something that you said that's weak. Show your fragility, show your privilege, show, show all that. Let us know. Be honest. I do believe that if, say for instance, it's against the community guidelines that established within that, within that community, within that group, Okay, if it's against it, delete it. But however, comma, state the reason why that group is, you know, now why the reason why they, you know, the comma was deleted and say, hey, well, because against our guidelines, these people are, you know, against what we believe in, and this is what they stated. 
then have that information. I mean, if you delete it because you guidelines, yeah, but however, you need to let people know why you deleted it. Therefore, I would feel comfortable knowing, okay, well, you know what? I don't need to go to support or bring my dollars to your company because I know that you may laugh and take my money and feel all happy, like, okay, I got another beer sold, compared to, like, you just really hate me. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to let me know that off top. So, uh, I have a question about the whole thing. So, it sounds like the person who owns the brewery did it on his he did it on his personal page on his personal page and somebody outed him yes i don't agree with them deleting it on the beer group page because they're just letting the public who would have normally gone and frequent this person's establishment that they are not welcoming to people um that's the part i don't agree with them deleting it because what they did was they just hid what this person is all about i'm not gonna take my dollars to somebody who will laugh in my face take my dollars and then turn around and call me a, you know whatever mm-hmm. so i think that they did a disservice to anyone who was on that page who wouldn't want to frequent that particular establishment. Um, There was another situation similar to this with a guy at the corner pub in Green Hill. Oh, they shut that down. They (laughs) busted him all over Facebook. He was a a super idiot though because he was posting from the green hit like from his <laughs> business page. Right. At least so, go under your name and leave your business page alone. And see, here's the thing about that. Out of work, Facebook. But see, here's the thing about all of that. Um, we are Michigan State fans, and Corner Pub downtown always hosted our watch game. So I was always going, you know, to that place the corner pub downtown and the one there was another one in Brentwood they all posted they're like no nah, we ain't a part of him no yeah. <laughs> no nah, y'all can still come here because we ain't a part of him but kind of social distancing <laughs> yeah they were they were <laughs> definitely social distancing but I just think that the group should not have deleted that because we need to know who doesn't really like us because I don't want to spend my dollars and you don't like me. I want to spend my dollars. Some, you know, I go to craft brew probably one, two times a week. If I find out they don't like black people, I ain't going in there. I'm going to take my happy ass, get in the car, and go someplace else. <laughs> that wants my dollars. They don't care that I'm black. That's true. But also, I think it was important not to delete it too. Because deleting something, like, to me, that's just evasive. You right. know, like. You're, you get, you're just opting out. Uh, that's a little too much for me. I don't feel like dealing with it. All right, I'm out. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't get to be out. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, I walk in the door. I'm not out. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm walking fighting the door. for my life here, guy. Like, this ain't just the, oh, yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't want to talk about that. No, let's. Like, actually, yeah. we yeah. need to talk about it. Right, you yeah. get to hit delete and be like, whoo, whoo. Glad that issue's over. And it's yeah. like, no, nothing has been solved yet. Like, the yeah. whole approach of oh stop talking about it'll go away Mm-mm. it Wait might go no it'll go away okay. for them because they can still go back in their white spaces and their white privilege and deal with whatever but for us it never goes away right no and I'm so, so just for them not calling it out the reason why 
they delete. Cause I, I don't feel comfortable with that. I don't feel secure because it just feel like, like they try to hide something. Mm-hmm. But if you like publicly state, this is the reason why we are against this. It's not, it's not part of our ethos or part of our culture. Then yeah, and that lets me know like, okay, well you're real about it. You know, mm-hmm. you delete it, not just, you know, like, like how was the rock and how the end? That's how I feel about that, you know? Yeah, matter of fact, they made a comment and it was something to the effect of, I just want to keep this about beer. I don't want, to, yeah, right. I'm like, I can't just live my life like beard, like no. I'm bigger than beard, guys. Okay, it's out there, no, no. That is the leader of the company. This is bigger than beer. Unfortunately, it's bigger than beer, and I love beer, but this is way bigger than beer we're talking about here. But see, here's, address a, that. here's a problem with that. What if one of his people really don't like us and put his knee on our neck? I mean. You don't know what can jump off. You don't know what can jump off. So you just gotta yeah. be careful. You just gotta be careful. Yeah. And comment with like a level of protection for them. Right. It protects them from having to see it, protects them from having to experience it, protects them from not having to answer to the issues that are going on, even in the beer community. I know you want to talk about beer, but like it gets to a point when you have these places like that, it's like, you got black beer drinkers and mm-hmm. y'all are just beer drinkers. Emphasis on the difference there. All of us here, black beer drinkers. Them, just beer drinkers. So they can be able to talk about the beer and that's all they can talk about and they go on their merry way. We can talk about beer, but we go out the door. We got to worry about a knee on our neck. That, <laughs> what, what's Chad going to do? The, 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 and what's Officer Tom going to do? Right. So many things to worry about beyond beer. And it makes it harder for us to have this conversation if we're in a space that don't even like our presence. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like it eliminates our need and want for safety in these areas. Mm-hmm. And I think that like is garbage beyond anything. It's just like, you just did that not because you disagree with it. I felt like it was very like, oh, I don't want to see this because my fragility is at stake. So I'm getting rid of it. I know everybody else's fragility is at stake. So I'm going to get rid of it just on a fragile egotistical standpoint rather than, hey, like Justin was saying, like, this is wrong. This doesn't fit in the group. If you're gonna be like that, bounce that ass up out of here. Like, right. No. Right. And here's, just, here's oh, yeah. we don't feel safe having this. It hurts my feelings. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm yeah. sorry about your feelings. <laughs> and here's the thing. The, the funny thing is, if you would be much better off, like with your with your fragility, with your ignorance, if you just post it and leave it by deleting it, the roast is that much more terrible. Because mm-hmm. people are knowing that you intentionally went out of your way to, oops, back. Yeah. I'm going to take away your right to say anything about this, to express about this. I know I was wrong, but mm, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm going to back away from this. No, it just makes it worse. So take your lumps, you know, in the process if it causes you or, or brings you to a point where you can unlearn some things that are happening as a part of discussion and unlearn. But recognize that, like what you know, we said earlier. What um, Jackie said earlier, we don't have the uh, the privilege of being uncomfortable. 
we're uncomfortable every single day. So if you say something that's off color, so to speak, uh, <laughs> then you you like, will be will be dealt with uh, as you should. So this, so far, you know, we've been talking about uh, you know comments being made on social media, but you know, like, can we talk about founders for a minute? <laughs> like, yeah, we can yeah. go through it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can. Talk. And I heard something interesting about founders today too. Go ahead. This is from the recent oh. also they just got last year. This is yeah. right on top of that, or no, no, no. That like that situation. Like, I think that's something that places can learn from. Is like, yeah, well, we just want to make it about the beer, but yeah, race permeates through everything. Everything. There's not a single thing you can say that race can't somehow doesn't somehow intersect with that. So you have an employee, you know, who's just trying to work. He wants it to be about the beer too, but he can't because you got people using racial epithets at him. You got people you're just basically creating a hostile work environment. Mm -hmm. And then management who's like, Yeah, I'm not even sure that guy's black. I'm not sure what uh not sure what happened. I don't I don't see color. Didn't they name their printers like the black and like black and white printer or something like that? It was something in that store. I don't know. Oh. Aspect. I don't know. But I, I listened to their um their DNI director, uh Gracie Harkima. Um I know she's been there for a little bit. You just hired her too, didn't they? I know you just hired a new diversity inclusion. Yeah. She's lawsuit, new. So she's new. So she was like, I came in like I can't really speak about what the culture was like beforehand, but once I got there, I talked to, you know, I talked to my black and brown people. I talked to my LGBTQ, IAPK folks. I talked to, you know, everybody involved. And I didn't get, from what I heard, I didn't get the sentiment that she felt it was overwhelmingly a hostile uh, racist environment. And that this person filed this lawsuit. Um, this person was disgruntled. Um, there may have been some issues, but whatever this gentleman experienced, it seemed like that was his own experience that other people didn't quite experience. So that that's the way it was messaged. And I was like, we you know, well, language is everything. So I, I am really interested to know what what's really happening at Founders. Uh, well, here's the thing. Well, you can say that, it, it, but the fact it, it, that the man, the the manager came out and was like, "I didn't even know he was black." Uh, like, yeah. you <laughs> already have issues there. So the thing Listen, is to mm -hmm. own it, acknowledge it, and 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 lay out a plan on how to move forward. We know that all situations aren't cut and dry. Aren't excuse uh, the like language. Black and white, Black and white. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's not that simple. So yeah, there probably was. He might have laughed a couple times and made people feel comfortable. But that's the kind of life that we live. That mm -hmm. we all duality. And, yeah, yeah, we sit there. And we might laugh and giggle at an off comment, and because you don't want to make the other person feel uncomfortable, and it's the wildest shit. And I'm I have to stop. I'm I'm not doing this no more. So and I stopped. Actually, I stopped a little bit because I'll call you out if you say something. I'm like, nah. I sit with a lot of construction guys, you know, at work. So you be at, I have to get them together on women's issues, gay, lesbian, like all that. <laughs> oh, you got it. You got a whole work. I call it mind editing. I do a lot of mind editing at work. 
Mm. Mm, I like that mind editing. I call it mind editing. And the reason why I call it mind editing is because um, there have been times where I've been told that I tell, I'll say exactly what I feel, primarily by my husband. But I have learned because I'm in a corporate environment that I have to watch what I say because I'm usually one of the one black person in the group or the one black person in the whole organization. So I've learned to what I call my edit and make sure that I think through my words at work before I say them. I say all that to say when I get home, I've, I've been it all out. I, Here's the thing. I, well, I can't. You can't really change anybody's hearts. That's gonna be that. No, they, but, they have but, that one. Right, but I have to get it out because you can't keep all that in because all that all that anger or all that hostility in, you end up blowing up later. So mind editing is something that I practice on a regular basis. So Jackie, look like you're trying to say something. You yeah. want? You know. Having been in similar situations outside of, uh, you know, the beer world, but I think the things that I, the outcomes I would like to see are still applicable, right? So if you have a situation where um, you have a hostile work environment or you have um, something where something goes awry with your uh, patrons, you know, if something goes on, if I inquire about it, I feel like any given employee should be able to tell me what happened, how did the company respond, and where are y'all now? Mm-hmm. You know, I've been <clears throat> or in organizations, particularly in, in higher education, where they have something that goes down and then everything is mm-hmm. no one's allowed to talk about it. Right. And so me being the only black person in the entire department walking on eggshells, like what is this thing that people keep whispering about, but not actually explaining to me, you know? So I feel like that could, you know, apply still to these breweries, like, or, or anyone who's hosting a discussion, you don't have to delete the thing and say, Hey, this is where things went around to to Justin's point. This is where things went left field for us. That's a good conversation. That's a and, good note. And no, here, here's how we feel about this, and this is what we represent. Right. So yeah. having a having your team, your employees, able to state what your um, your beliefs, your you know, being able to state like this is what my company is doing to make everybody feel welcome. So that's a discussion that is very that's a that's good info for breweries that your team needs to be aware of whatever your platform is, whatever your um, your views are as a company. And it's mimicked and it's it's shown and your your employees can actually, you know, stand behind it and say, oh yeah, this is what they're doing. Yeah. A lot of times you get the note, like y'all said before, there's a, you get that blanket statement and it go out on social media. If, you're, if your employee's not, watching if they don't follow you on social media they ain't even see it 
You send that one little email. Nobody read that. People see it and they'll be like, "That's a blanket statement." So I ain't gonna, like, I can't really rock with that. <laughs> right. Like, I know what that is. You know, there's no action. I, I know where you got it from. Now, what I will say is that last week, um, since we've all been, my company, we've all been working from home. And last week, toward the end of the week, um, my boss's boss's boss sent me an email directly to me asking me how me and my family was doing during this whole entire time. Because he, I mean, we, he knew I have a black husband, a black son, black grandsons, and he knew that the whole George Floyd murder was affecting me. And he actually sent me personally an email and say, hey, how you doing? Just know I'm here to support you. And I thought that at least he took the time out to send me a message and let me know that he recognized the situation. Indeed. Indeed. I think that that matters. Like the the day after um, the protests started in Atlanta, I was I was uh, out of town. So I'm I was out of town longer than I was supposed to. Missed work on a day where I was supposed to be there. <laughs> Next day, I'm there. Head of HR comes over. Hey, I noticed you were out yesterday. Like, are, yesterday, are, are you okay? Like, do you need to talk about it? Then, like, I just want to make sure you're okay. I didn't know if you were out because of everything that's going on. And like, I felt like that was a genuine inquiry. Mm-hmm. You know, but so if it's real, let it be real. But don't manage. Don't do that fake stuff and delete it. Yeah, if you're going to be artificial, you might as well say nothing because I'm going to count both of those things against you equally. Right. And I, I think one thing, uh, if we take it a step further, yes, your employees, that should be part of your model. Like anti-racism should be part of your business model. It should be part of your core values. It should be part of your mission um, as an organization. But also, step further, your customers. If your customers aren't with it, like this is a if 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 you treat your business or Lisa's tap room or you know your your beer experience as a community, that entire community needs to be practicing anti-racism, right? Um, and that needs to be something that's not tolerated, you know, from anybody who steps in. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Distributor distributors included, even um, investors or you know anybody who's related to this business. If you're going to be part of this in some way, shape, or form, this is what we represent. This is what's not tolerated. This is what's celebrated. Um, diversity, inclusion, representation, openness, fairness, equity. If that's not part of your model, forget about it. I truly do believe that more people who um, are against prejudice, you know, behaviors will support you more than those who don't. So, I mean, you might have a few people like, okay, I'm against X, Y, I'm against, uh, I don't know, anything. They may leave, but guess what most of your money will come from? Those who support you. So, like, yeah. it's like, okay, you know, I love black people. You know, I love L- the LGBTQ community or LGBTQ plus community. If you have a hip throw down, there's a lot of acting chain all the time. I'm sorry. Yeah, but like, plus, like. It's just like, if you, you will get more support from people who are, you know, who are for than they are again, for those who are, you know, have against everything that's equal towards hate. So, and th- and that's where the sport comes from. Like, if I know you love, love black people, guess what? I'm going to buy 20 hamburgers from you. Right, you know, I just did that with Ben and Jerry. Right, Ben and Jerry's. I was like, yeah, oh, that's legit. I don't need to say they've been woke. No, they've definitely been woke. 
but I don't really care for Ben and Jerry's ice cream. But I bought it. I bought a pint. <laughs> I did. I bought a pint because I like that's how you're I supposed to not support that. Like even if I'm not the biggest fan of your whatever it is, if if I'm not gonna buy it, maybe it's not something that I actually will use. I'll eat the ice cream. I'll I'll force myself to eat it. Okay. Oh, you'll figure out something mixing. I'll figure it out. But you know, I'm gonna push it. I will talk about it. If I can't, um, there's breweries out of like a uh, Weathered Souls out of I think they're right. San Antonio. Mm-hmm. San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the owner is black. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the head so. brewer. Yeah. Or head brewer is one of the two. Yeah. And I have not made it to Weathered Souls, but tell who, what, go to Weathered Souls. Are you out there? And I'm gonna find out the location. But you in the city that Weathered Souls in? Yeah, you need to go to Weathered Souls. Do they have good beer? I don't know. Black Hand Brewing is collaborating with them um, for on the Black is Beautiful project. And so oh, I saw are, that. Yeah, they're yeah, going to be um, donating proceeds to Black Lives Matter. They have a li- um, Living Waters. Living- I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, go ahead. Tell them about it, Kramer. Yeah, I love what they did with everything because soon as things started popping off, they came out with a Blackout Tuesday, but they followed up with like basically racism is bullshit. And da, 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 da. they came out with their action plan almost immediately. Who did this? Living Waters on uh, East Trinity Lane. Oh, they came okay. out almost immediately like in support of like everything going on. And I was like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, now this is what you do as a brewery. Like they came out firing with everything they were going to do let's talk about that the so we had the blackout tuesday social media blackout and um breweries they blacked out at some point within the day um and they joined within that movement some of them just you know had a quick little hashtag or uh, there wasn't much message with it and I, I felt personally, I felt some type of way, but I want to know how you all, um, or I felt that wasn't enough, not so much some type of way. I felt that wasn't enough, but I want to get your take on it. So the social media, like, again, they, they blacked out, they didn't post on Tuesday. Um, but that was kind of the end for some of it. Did y'all see that? Your take, go ahead, Justin, you look. This is my idea. We got so many brewers that pump out a new beer like every other week, seem like. Yeah. If you if you buy that action boss, go ahead and create a beer for, you know, BLM or whatever, for something black, blackly black, black. <laughs> and then go ahead and donate some of the proceeds to some of these agents who people who are doing the groundwork um on the front line. That, that's just my like I mean, I'm tired of, I'm tired of these messages. Be about that action, boss. Like, you need to go ahead and say, what you're going to do is that I'm going to create this beer, or if I have a certain beer that's flagship for me, I'm going to donate to a certain agent, local agency um, or organization that's doing the grassroots work. Like, don't, I'm tired of the, the pictures. Okay, so, money. so Jackalope, that beer that we were talking about earlier, Jackalope, it is called Passion Pigeon Wheat. One dollar of all the sales are going to color of change. Okay. What? I, I mean, okay. All right. That, I mean, that, 
I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. It, I'm not saying that that was. Yeah. This way. It's a yeah. nice gesture. But it's a gesture, and it's that's. But then also, there's a women-owned brewery. Mm-hmm. Not a black women-owned brewery, which would be better. Mm-hmm. But it's owned by women. Um, every year, uh, Lovebird, all of the, I mean, the proceeds from Lovebird, I think all of their proceeds go to uh, women's issues. I'm not sure which one. Yeah. Every yeah, year. I, 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 I like the, it, it's like you all mentioned, the brewery Living Waters. So there was a message and, and then there's the follow-up. Which is cool, and they're playing. They're playing, but look, and I say this for like I've noticed, like in Atlanta, there are all these breweries. For those of you all who've been there recently in the past year, all these breweries are popping up in the West End. If you're going to be in the West End of Atlanta and you want to do something, reinvest some of that money, whether it's your money, whether it's your employee, um, whether it's your business acumen, whether it's your um, whatever like reinvest in those communities in which you are gentrified you know partner with 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 your council members you know start attending um you know just different community events know who your caps you know leaders are know who your local state reps are and just know people and start to ask the community don't just be a flag where hey we're here we just opened up but like be part of that community be an anchor reinvest back in that community start start you know training programs you know for whether it's an apprenticeship or mentoring programs for you know people that are um interested in brewing or, or people who may not know there there is a space for them you know nesby there should be plenty of internship opportunities for 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 african-american students that are part of nesby um like start creating access start funneling that money back into these places and these communities in which you're taking money out of, you know? Yeah. And, and not even that, like, promoting it, because, like, the there's a sister who's the, uh, the brewmaster and Anna has a bush right now. And her humble beginnings began because she actually did an internship while she was in high school, and that kind of planted the seed, and she actually a fish graduate, too. So that planted the seed okay. in her brain, like, you know what? All right, I need to go ahead and become a brewer. But like even like I love that idea there. Where like you know you go ahead you know promoting you know other apprenticeships because you know a lot of us don't go to college. We don't have to go to college, but we might be good at that aspect. Where we're like you know what, dang, I never thought about that before. Mm-hmm. And if you get in the community and you get to know people, when when it comes time to, hey, uh, I've got this job opening, right? Normally in this in in, in you know in the beer culture, you know Tom is going to Rick, James, and and Chris. But the fact that you have invested time in knowing people in this community, you open up who your new us is, and you can start to see, oh, I can recruit this person who can be an employee. I can recruit this person who can be part of my leadership team or part of you know, my, my board of directors. Like, we're here. So, like, utilize your resources that are in front of you and tap in. We are here. That's a very important statement, that whole, like, your new us like, because a lot of times companies, you know, any given company, right, is building based on who they know and who that person could get them in contact and contact with. And those are usually the same types of people. 
you just don't usually keep getting referred to if you if you you know I'm black in Atlanta majority black city most of my content is gonna be black they're gonna introduce me to other black people you know but if you're a white company a white owned company you're probably gonna introduce more white people who do you know mm-hmm. so it takes some effort you have to be willing to make that effort to look for talent in other uh, other demographics because it exists. You can't just you can't be like, well, I just hired the best person for the job. You hired the best person for the job that you, you made the effort. That you knew. That you knew. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, dynamic teams are powerful. They create results. They boost performance. And as a business owner, you get more money. And diversity, like, it just makes it better for everybody. And I think the follow-up with that, like, we, I think all of us have a common denominator when it came to craft beer. We were introduced to craft beer by from someone else about, you know, particular brand and style. And I do think this is the opportunity for some of the breweries to really go out and reach out and introduce craft brew into certain communities. Because you know, no, like black folk can do anything. Like we literally can almost do anything, but if we introduced to it. Like we can, we can get on board. Well, oh, that's not bad. I've done this before. I can do that. Yeah, so, like we have to be introduced to it. We we have a question um, from Amy, and she says, "Do you have thoughts on how how appropriate it is to share breweries, to share ways that breweries are reinvested in their communities?" It feels opportunistic and it's like turning into a performance to mention some social action or some action on social media. So hmm. how, you know, and I understand that question because some of the stuff, when it comes to some a time like this, a lot of times, whatever they do behind, uh, behind this, I don't know, this, this, uh, I was, I'll just say, like, there was the civil unrest, right? Movement. As, huh? Movement. There you That's go. It. Behind That's the movement, is. if they That's say, it. hey, this is what we're doing. So I will say for Amy, something that I've, um, that I would want to just add, and I'll let, as they think of their thoughts, is first off, is don't wait until something like this happens and want to address and say, oh, this is what I'm doing. Let us see you out in the community. Um, it's okay to take pictures and say, hey, this is what we're doing. This is how we're helping the community on any other day. Coming right after this movement that's happening, um, it will look disingenuous, right? It's not gonna look, it's not gonna look like it's just coming from a good place. Um, yeah. But I, you also, um, I think your actions will show ultimately you know, if if your name is on the back of a um, a black basketball baseball team's jersey, as this brewery is supporting this team, mm-hmm. that that's gonna go a long way. Their parents are gonna look at it. That you know, this they make it to the little league world series. You know, now your name is everywhere, and you're supporting these people. So, um, I don't necessarily think you have to put it out there as openly but it's okay to share what you're doing just how you would share any other event it's just at at what point in time you do it and is really what what matters yeah be a legit ally we can tell when you're when you're uh being when you're selling wolf tickets we can tell we look to see what else you're doing we can tell well, be a legit ally. 
We can tell. And kind of pick it up back off what Shani was saying. It's like this moment is like the perfect moment to jump in. I was like, great, you jumped in. Now, what is hey, your yeah. this continual follow up after this? Like, what are you going to do eight months from now? Are you still going to be trying to push for these safe spaces? Are you still going to be push mm-hmm. pushing for these policy changes? Or are you just doing it like, oh, we're going to do this black is beautiful thing? It's going to be great. <laughs> all the black, all the blacks are going to drink our beer now because we did the black and beautiful campaign. Cool. All right, but in June of next year, what are y'all going to be doing? Yeah, but right, for June, for example, like I'm just throwing out examples. Like, what what is your continual follow up? Are you going to continue to push for policy change? Are you just doing it? Like, I think we're getting caught up. Everybody's like, oh, it's so opportunistic. They're just now jumping on the George Floyd thing. I was like, I get that, but now they've done that already. Some of these breweries have done that already. Okay, cool. You did that. All right. How are you going to keep pushing for this? How are you going to be pushing yeah. for black? black consumers because you have them they exist they might only be one or two percent of your general population but it's a percentage point that you have that you could really lose and how's it going to get just to continue on that like what he said once you start that once you let's say you piggy but you come up with that this june if you continue to do that you will get repeat customers and what will happen is we will start to share what you're doing. And that means you'll get even more people. So if you don't, if you do it just once and then you're done, we will, we'll be done with you too. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't need to be a fad. It needs to be a cultural change. And I mean, that's what will happen. Yeah. Like it should not be, like you mentioned, like should be happening just today. It should be part of your plan for every year for as long as you're in existence. Because like you've been there's some breweries right now, I will hype up to this day. Like if I get anywhere close to it, if I know anybody, while leaving LaGrange, Georgia, everybody needs to go there. I'ma hype them up. You know, back for I'ma hype them up. But the thing about it is because of my experience when I had when I went there, and number one, I can like you see you can tell, you can feel that, okay, this is represent the culture. But if you mention it and you let the whole world know, oh, you know, I'm about to be oh, I'm about to be the pump daddy. But see, but see, also on the same, on the same, if you mess up with oh. that, if you mess up, you're done. We go, we go share, we, we go tweet, we go Instagram, you're done. And nobody's culture is real. Black Twitter, is lit. Black Twitter is real. Give us something positive, you know. Um, and make sure your employees aren't undermining your efforts. Right. You know, the culture change you're moving towards. Make sure that they are on board, because you know I'll take like uh, going to a place, you know, sitting at the bar and the bartender, and maybe he had good intentions. I don't know, but trying to start conversations and those generic black conversations. <laughs> yeah, they, they, I like hip hop too. <laughs> I love like this in a metal. Like what? Specific one. You like uh, Obama? Ba- <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bartender asking me uh what I thought of 
Kanye's latest, you know, it was right when, you know, Red Hat Kanye was being introduced oh, to the world. And he, you know, wanted my thoughts about that uh, after I said hello. Like that, that was, it was just like, hey, so what do you think about Kanye? Um, what do I think about you pouring his beer? Like, why? <laughs> why? You know, why am I being bombarded with this? Or why do I go to a brewery somewhere and I'm just. I think that's what you wanted. <laughs> right, but like, you really care about us, but we don't mess with Kanye West. That's it. <laughs> it gave me the feel of that. Uh, remember when Starbucks was trying to do that, like, uh, what do they call it? Where you were, they were supposed to be sparking a racial conversation with oh, their. Right, I remember that. Yeah. Like, no one on the PR team was like, hey, don't do it. Nobody. Uh, that there's nobody like us on the PR team. So here, that would, be the, no. that would be the other thing. So if you're gonna, I want to see, don't just talk about it, be about it, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're giving to, um, to black organizations and stuff, but when I come into your space, it is very white centric. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you, you're white. So I, there's going to be, a, I don't need you. I don't need to see the black power fist on the wall. Like, yeah. Right. No, but off. I would like to see employees. I would like to see myself when I go into these establishments and not just in your, as a customer, but people behind the counter, just give an example of, um, Darren kind of mentioned, uh, Monday night is in gentrified ass West Atlanta, <laughs> West End Atlanta. And talking to, um, I think it was a manager or something, he acknowledged, he said, and there were things that they needed to do. They had to be more urban at this location because they knew their community. So if you're going into a gentrified area, and I understand that Nashville is uh, majority white, make sure that you, like this, the neighborhood, that your brewery reflects the neighborhood that you're moving into. Because you don't want to push those people out. Like those are, you're already pushing them out in a sense, but at the same time, you're just trying to open a business. So, you know, it, that's capitalism. So how much is that really, I guess I'll play a double advocate. Like how much is yeah. that where black people are not, you know, majority beer or not, not in those establishments like that for them to get that point, you know? Because like, I, I love when I grew up. I love going in there. You know, that's one of my favorite spots in Atlanta. But the thing is, it's like, you know, if they don't see, like, you know, the repeated customers being, you know, black beer drinkers, and, you know, do they cater to that? Um, I think that's, well, that's another part of it. We, I, I forgot who was talking about it, but marketing, right? We drink what we're marketed to. That's the average person. So all of these companies, you don't see black people being shown a good time drinking a craft beer, you know, you're going to see Budweiser's mm-hmm. Heineken's, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's what you're going to show us. So there, there has to, and I'm not in marketing, so yeah. uh, I can give my take on it, but there's only so much that I can do, but there are ways that I, that I should be able to, that you should be able to tap into our, um, into our black market. And maybe it's getting a marketing team that is diverse. The whole thing is if you're diverse, if you have um, employees that are diverse, then you're going to bring in diversity. Because if a black person is sitting behind the counter and they are at the, they rock with black people, 
Yeah. Then they're gonna send a text message out and be like, "Yo, come rock with me. Come, you know, come have I'm a beer at my brewery." Mm-hmm. And well, then I'm gonna show up. I'm not gonna ask for a discount, but I might not tip my friend. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm coming to support you. And if you're telling me your a brewery is a dope spot to hang at, or they got good people there, and we got some good beer, I'm gonna show up. Yeah, and I think your friends will too. So, I want to yeah. add a couple of things to that, Shani. Um, it was an excellent point. But if you if you have black people working in your establishment, make sure they are part of the thought process. You know, mm-hmm. just the somebody in place isn't <laughs> going. To leads to my question. I want to ask you guys, but go ahead, Jackie. So make sure they're part of the thought process. And if you're going to be no running this Owen, no Candace <laughs> Owen. Oh, oh, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, don't even, we're not spending no time on her. Keep going. And if you're going to be using that black employee, because let's be honest, a lot of times it is one, Mm -hmm. as this go-to, this diplomat, this person that's supposed to be helping you gather more black, uh, black customer base, make sure they're being paid as such, because that's a different job. Because you'd be surprised like, how many what great thoughts you can get from a person of color and, and that can help your business out. But a lot of times they say we're there because we have that like, oh, you see, we have one here. Look at them. Compared <laughs> we to like, okay, we Sorry. Here's our trophy. Uh, I mean <laughs> Darius, he does very minimum, but we got him here working. He gets paid by us. Right, we don't really man. see him too much. <laughs> he's here. A lot. He don't work a lot. Also, like, the conversation behind that is to also create that safe space where if you have that employee of color, that they feel comfortable with having those conversations with. Because honestly, I'm one of the few people in my job with color, and I'm just like, I don't, I mean, I'm here. I don't feel like, I don't feel like I'm comfortable to say what I need to say to make things happen in a progressive manner. So I think that happened. He's happening in the beer community as well. No, I think if, if you're if you're a black employee in that environment, uh, black or brown, um, and you feel valued because we know our shit, you will. Oh, this is what you need. This is what you need uh, yeah. a strategy for. Bet. Like if you really if you're like okay, they value who I am as a black or brown person. Not only that, but they're listening and they're about to, for example, they're listening to me talk about um, philanthropic programming. You know, here are some heritage festivals that we should pour some money into, or here are some black owned breweries that we should um, think about, you know, testing out their kegs and really knowing a lot about, you know, this this beer. Like, they will listen. Yeah. But if, if, if we don't feel valued, we don't feel seen as human, then sometimes we'll just we'll work in the background and we will let you sink. Oh, that, that's real. More people leave their jobs because they aren't valued. It's not because like the salary can be everything, but if you're not being treated right, and there's 50, 11 articles on LinkedIn that says that if you don't <laughs> yeah. feel valued, then you go you gonna leave. Yeah. Sure. And just like I had a question about everybody that's talking about like bringing black people in to your leadership teams. Hit me by accident. Somebody hit me by accident. He's muted. There you go. I'm there. My mic? Dang. (laughs) I'm bad. I hit the wrong thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
but my question was like, should like these white brewery owners like really focus in on when they started to build their team, start focusing in on the black community of for hiring and actually like use their viewpoints, use their opinions, use their experiences to build that out at the ground level, or can they go ahead and push forward? And then, like, kind of retroactively hire that way. Like, only, only if you want it. That, that's my main thing. If, if you want that as part of your team and your building process, then yes. But like I said, like we mentioned earlier, don't just include us, just include us, you know? That's yeah. my sense. Like, you, you got to want it. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to be denigrated as a token, you know? Well, yeah. I'm not trying to, like, champion that at all. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just talking about, like, you guys are trying to, like, get these, like, very talented people. Like, I feel like all of us could provide something to an up-and-coming brewery. Yeah. Um, yes. I think without that that's true. You know? <laughs> yeah, so it's like, so here's a, here's, I um, diversity you need. No, it's <laughs> like, I have these experiences. I just so happen to not be white. Like, oh. Companies absolutely reach out to organizations. I'm a part of the Urban League. And these big Fortune 500 companies or Fortune 100, whatever numbers they are, <laughs> they're reaching out and they're looking for diversity. So um, breweries are not like the, you know, they're not the only ones that's, that, that need the help. So I think it's appropriate and, and breweries need to understand, like it's appropriate to reach out to somebody and say, hey, look, I want to have a diverse group of people and I do not know a diverse group of people. Uh, Cause a lot of times you reach out to the people you know and the average American for real, you know, knows their race. They hang with them majority of the times. You're going to reach out to them. If, if you pick up the phone and say, I need a job, you're likely going to call a white person or a black person. You know, if you're black, you're calling a black person. And that's just, I'm going to say, like, natural. So it, you got to step outside of your box and actively do something to bring that diversity in. And that's okay. It's okay to ask. Like, please hit the Urban League up and say, this is what I'm looking for. And, and see if the, if the Urban League can help you achieve that. And it doesn't have to be the Urban League. I'm plugging them just because I'm a part of the organization. But overall, it's maybe it's a Black friend or um, just but being true and honest and saying, I need help. I know that we need diversity. This is something that I'm looking for. This is something that I want my company to stand for. Can you help me achieve that? I don't, I don't know about you all, but um, from the employee standpoint, uh, the, the the question Kramer asked, like, as an as a potential candidate, I'm looking. Is this something that you all are just doing, or do you all have a habit of, you know, having diverse uh, diverse hiring and culture practices? Because if I'm the first one, chances are I'm probably mm, I don't know. I need I need to see you. So, yeah, if you're telling me that you're trying to change your culture, I'll be the first one. But please note that when you get Shani, you get all of her. So it doesn't matter what where I am. I'm gonna I, I speak up like that. I don't even know how not to do that, and probably more than I need to <laughs> in some instances. 
but um i'm gonna give my input so if you keep bringing if i'm the only person i'm like hey manager becky uh i need some and i'm sorry maybe that wasn't the best name but y'all get it what i'm going like i need some um you need some more black people because like don't have me be the token one if you're telling me that you're looking for diversity and you want the culture of your business to be you know diverse then like like yeah you got to do better so i think that that's a combination black people got to speak up and not be afraid though we need jobs and the moment you start firing me because i spoke up then there's a social media post <laughs> no, no no they're not gonna fire you because you spoke up you'll be fired because you for were some other reason oh you, know, you were late you didn't last. fit in to the culture social yeah um, but one 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 very very important thing for anyone owners uh managers anyone in a, in a control position to understand too when, we're talking about hiring um, black people. We're, you, you're not just hiring black people for the sake of, you know, having access to black communities. Oh yeah, no. The diversity of thought is necessary. This isn't just applicable to one arena of like, oh, how do we get black people into our brewery? You know, th that diversity of thought will go further, well, way further than that. And that's the point. That is the point. You know, so don't forget that. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. No, that was some that that was that diversity of thought. I like that. that no, those were some bars right there, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I hit you at another sixteen later. <laughs> we are not monolithic. So that was, I mean, one of the things that I did have was how can they engage and not pander. So that Amy, like, she touched on that. Uh, that was a, a good question because you do walk that line of, okay, is, are these, is, is this person serious? Is this what we're actually, you know, is this at your core what you're trying to do? And just to give like, just to give Amy kudos, the fact that she is sitting here listening and asking questions shows me a lot. So now I want to know what brewery was coming and, you know, I want to help make that be successful as long as you're still moving in the path that you are expressing right now, you know, so, um, and I want to ask like, so what events could breweries do to bring people in? Um, because, okay, right now, yeah, they might be invested in the community uh, or, you know, given to organizations. Um, yeah, we told them that, they need to reach out to some black people and help diversify their pool, their uh, candidates or whatever. But you also have just this beer drinking group or potential beer drinkers that they want to tap into. What are some things that can be done on that aspect? Do y'all have any ideas there? What kind of events would tickle your fancy? Black trivia night. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because in Nashville, there's trivia night. And I've participated, I've gone, but a lot of the questions are, are questions. <laughs> I have a perfect person to do it to. I don't even know. I've never, I have never watched Friends and they have a Friends trivia night. I watch, I watch Friends, but I still suck at the trivia. I thought I knew Friends, but I didn't. Whoever it's for, but it ain't for me. It ain't for me. So a black trivia night would definitely get 
some people in the door because I'd be the first one signed up for it. Same. Like on breweries. Like it does, it's not necessarily an event, but it's the thing they can do is like collab with down home brewing. Mm-hmm. Collab with Cajun Fire in mm-hmm. New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Collab with um the brewery up in Harlem. I slips my mind at the moment. Um Harlem Brewing Company. Okay. <laughs> like collab with them and like actually like like you actually go out, you go collab with someone randomly out in the, like a white brewery out in Montana in a drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. But if you like say let's say Brooklyn, you up the street from Brooklyn Brewery, you're up the street from Harlem Brewing Company. I've heard y'all try to collab with them on anything. One thing I thought of was like, this even like making an effort to sponsor black events because I mean, that's where we are. Like we, we are at these events. So, you know, go out an opportunity, go ahead and like proactively sponsor these events and let them know what you're honest with it. Like you mentioned like, you know, sponsor sports teams. I feel like that makes a big um, a deal. But also, just have an introductory nights. Like all of us have been introduced to beer through somebody else. Like made that effort. Like yo, we have an introductory night with you know. I'm thinking about Nashville. You know, with Slim Husky. You know, we will come out here and have a couple of our brand new beers out here available. You know, you get a pizza, get to yep. off the pipe or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, introduce people to flavors and beers that you have available. So we know, like, okay, I had it before. I like it. I'm gonna try it. Because many of us, like for me, I'm not about to go out there and taste a bunch of sours, figure out what beer I like, you know? But if you introduce me to something that I may like, oh, this is good. I'm going to buy it. Right. Do yeah. tap. Yeah. Me and, me and Shani and Darren talked about that on when we did our recording for the Sweet Podcast, doing like a tap takeover at Slim and Husky, at uh, King's Cafe over off uh, Jefferson Street. Yeah. Like, go and take over a uh, Predominantly black, uh, either black owned or predominantly like black used yeah. business, and take over their tasks for the night and do something like that, and be like have like some of the traditional stuff like for like I'm bringing like Smith and Lens. I feel like Smith and Lens here in Nashville is like a really good introductory brewery for like new drinkers because they make a lot of lagers and things like that. And those are like super easy to drink. Like Smith Lens can easily go to um Local Slim Husky or, or something. something. Like that. Yeah. And do do an event there. Like those are super easy drinkable beers and it's new beers for most of our community here in Nashville. And the stuff that they will like because they make good beers like that. Like yeah. not and things I like think that. that's a beer for everybody. So yeah, I mm-hmm. wow. I know you were giving an example of Smith and Lens, but literally any brewery could pull up. Like bring your oh. basic, your baseline beers, the ones that sell that everybody drinks. Because it's not like we don't drink the same things. You know, we drink Budweiser. So do white people. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it, it's. I mean, maybe y'all don't drink Hennessy like we drink Hennessy, but. <laughs> you know. put somebody on Hennessy and then because y'all know good and well of life when we find something that we like or oh, we're gonna hold on to it for a long time right like forever like, like that's you the, get I did a paper on that one time about the influence of the rap culture and, and liquor hall when I was in undergrad 
but the fact of the matter is like when we're introduced to something, we're gonna hold up for a long time, you know, and we will support it. Highly brand dedicated. Highly brand dedicated. And so along along with that, if you're gonna do an event at a restaurant, you know, we've we've used uh Slim and Huskies as an example. I I was at Slim and Huskies one day when a rep for a brewery came in and told them, hey, our company's paying for beers. Like, anybody who comes on with our beer, we're paying for it. And then he just goes and sits off in the corner. And it's like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna take this free beer, but what did I learn about your, about who y'all are? What (laughs) I learned about what culture y'all, why would I come to your brewery? Nothing about what happened that day invited me to your brewery. But that was a terrible rep. And and the reason why I say that is because I've been at uh, Jack Brown's and uh, they'll come in and they'll be having their tap out. Keep the difference. Keep the difference. I agree. Jack Brown's and and Slim and Huskies. Huskies. Right. So is it a terrible rep or was it a rep that did not take the community serious enough? And it could be that. I mean, that still make a bad rep, but you might have been at Jack Brown's and, and good you know yeah but you know when they come in they come in there i mean i'm i'm drink everybody's drinking that beer and he purposely came up to me and said hey you like our beer i was like yeah it's all right i mean it was it was all right but he initiated the conversation mm-hmm. whereas the rep at swimming huskies he sat over in the corner probably playing on his phone the entire time he's like i can't do a black establishment I did good. I, yeah. I did, I right. I did a good I think, thing. I think the the key to all this is relationships and community. And as we talked about earlier, if you are, example, Monday night brewing, you're in the West End, you don't connect, then you can't have you can't have these events. Um, your distributor probably won't come and talk to some of the black patrons. Um, and I also think that there's a certain level of comfort if you do invest. Like, for example, you can get to a point where, let's say you're a white brewery owner, you've invested in the community, you know people, like you're a legit anchor. You can have uh, black people. We love TED Talks. We love think tank discussions. You can have a beer and privilege beer summit. You can have a blue, brown, and brew discussion. You can have these conversations, um, but it takes that real, that authenticity, getting to know people, having results, people know that you're legit, and that it's a safe space. More often than not, we all probably share the same story. I don't, I go into a, 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 a brewery or, you know, tap room, I'm straight because I'm there to drink the beer. Everything else, I just kind of like, I talk to people, whatever, but we also want to feel safe. Um, and if you don't feel safe, you don't feel represented, then, you know, these these events that we're talking about, they look contrived. They look uh, like you're just, they're just putting on. And, the, and we're, we're tired of that. We can smell straight through it. Yeah. Okay. I, I like that whole creating experience thing. I mean, heck, I went to uh, it was a uh, half bath brewery, and they had a um, 
a Girl Scout cookie and, and beer pairing. I'm going to continue to go to that every year because they paired them. So, I, like, you know, the most important thing is, like, not only getting, getting them there, like I mentioned, but also creating an experience that's going to be memorable so they will always go back. So, I mean, and that's what we live in. You know, people don't remember what you say, but always remember, you know, how you treat them. Mm-hmm. That's real. <laughs> yeah. It's all about sentiments, and that's what advertising, you know, does anyway. Like, you know, Cheerios does a commercial with, you know, the kid putting the, the Cheerios in, in the dad's briefcase because she was concerned about his heart, blah, blah, blah. That's not because they think that customers are going to walk through the store thinking, oh, man, uh, Cheerios cares about little kids and their dads. No. <laughs> they know you're not going to remember that. But what you will remember is the sentiment, the mm-hmm. feeling that you had, that you had positive associations with that company. And so mm-hmm. that's what you want to create is, like, just positive associations. Going back to like the original question of like pandering or everybody get muted. <laughs> He's muted now. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's happening? Don't you trump us. <laughs> I, keep, I keep muting him when I meant to unmute myself. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing that better job. No, man, I meant to unmute myself. I'm like, damn, I'm muted, and I hang over yours and hit, and I just hit mute. I'm struggling. It might be the beer. I don't know. I don't know how much my rye IPA was at all, but I feel good. So it might be a little hot. I don't know. It probably ABB is, is kicking. <laughs> Killing you right now. You're losing this fight right now, Sonny. <laughs> but I'm sorry, I Kramer, go ahead. For the um, pandering or actually like being able to engage, I think it goes back to like kind of what we talked about. Is like, what are you doing in the future? Like, are you just doing this in the moment just to be like, hey, black people, we're a safe space for now, <laughs> or we're a safe space? And we're gonna stay a safe space. Mm-hmm. I think it just goes to like what you are. What is your follow up after each action? Like, oh, you donated to Gideon's Army. Cool. Net and oh, you did that and and it's just like that. Always that constant question. To be able to answer. Like, I want to see people be able to answer that question of if I say like, you know how like people apologize like me like oh and mm-hmm. okay cool and. <laughs> like, I want you to be able to ask, answer my like metaphorical and each time you do something. Like for Living Waters, they posted about not doing racism. Cool. And you're doing the black and beautiful thing. And but oh, see, okay. I, but I also think that what they need to do is put out a calendar of events. I mean, it, it would help out because then you know that they're committed. Because I mean, everybody else puts out, you know. Every year, you know, the uh, Music City Brewers Fest is going to happen in July. So you know that every year, there's an email that pops into your to your email box that that's coming up. If they're committed, then they can put out a calendar and say, hey, in this month, we're going to do this. This month, this is what we're doing. This month, this is what we're doing. Because they need to give, that's how they give back to the community that they're in, that they are uh, have their business in. And just right. to say, like, we don't, we, black people don't need to become your main focus. 
Right. So like if you're, if <laughs> we just want to be a part of it, we just want to be, you know, see that consistency. Um, again, we want to feel like your brewery is opening, open and welcoming to the community. And mm -hmm. I, so, you know, this is not a situation where we want to take over anything. We want to be the, <laughs> the star of the show. It's like just we want to just make sure that you're inclusive and this goes for any uh quote unquote minority group out there that make sure that you're looking out your um your space is feeling welcoming it it don't seem that hard to me <laughs> but i live it you know so um so I don't know. I just want to, again, like, thank you all for being a part of the conversation. Um, if you can just tell the people where they can follow you on social media, your name is where they can follow you on social media, if you care to give it. And um, so, Justin, we'll go ahead and kick off with you. <laughs> what was that? I'm sorry. I'm trying to still post about the, uh, the group. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, Give your name and social media, just where people can follow you and count and keep up with you know what you Oh yeah, um Justin Singleton. Um I would like for you to, to follow my uh, brew in circles on Instagram. I like I said that's something I'll be launching next week where I'll just be posting some of my favorite beers and some of my favorite records. I love both of them, so I I, I pair them. I'm um, and then also, yeah, and um and at beer tasting of America, me and my partner, we sit there, we brew beer together, we highlight beers across um, the US. Um, and we just love making beer and, and talk about beer. So check those two things out on uh, Instagram. Okay, I'm on Instagram also, and it's at JDGill1991. And basically, all I post is grandbaby pictures and beer. And beer. <laughs> Your two loves. <laughs> my two loves, my grandbabies and beer. <laughs> Well, you can uh, you can find me um, at uh, the underscore so two underscores t h e underscore underscore living room the underscore underscore living room uh, that's my um, tap room concept page and then my personal page is uh, at e s s k u r l t h e g a w d so that is at s curl the god. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's real. Right. I was going to say, uh, foolishness. And S. Curl the God. Somebody a router? Like, why? I'm going to put that IG up. Yeah, it's for beer and foolishness at the living room. Two on the sports. Let the letters out for you. I wasn't that great in school, so. <laughs> I'll say, like, the third letter you were saying. Which? Uh, I was like, I know some of them letters. Don't know what it says, but I know those letters. <laughs> um, again, I'm Jackie F. You can find me at Miss RJ on IG. Uh, that's M S R J A Y. Um, page is a little slim right now, but I have something coming. I've been working on an idea, so stay tuned for that. Okay, okay. And uh, you can find. He just he just put in the chat, y'all. We see the actual name. Oh wow! That was funny. Uh, 
<laughs> so you can find the swig at the swig podcast on IG, um, the swig pod on Facebook. Uh, you can find myself, the black beer experience, um, on IG and we have the black beer experience group on Facebook. Kramer, you, and you can follow me at, uh, the bearded brother. B-E-R-D-E-D, B-R-O-T-H-A, um, on Instagram. Um, find me on Facebook under just my name, Kramer Deans. No relation to the show Seinfeld. So <laughs> I already know the mental jokes. I'm just going to get in front of y'all. Uh, nothing with that, but um, you can find me there. Um, you just see me live life if you feel like it, and then talk, talk beer with me if you want to as well. <laughs> So you have uh, six people, I had to count, make sure I include myself, six people who are who are ready to help you if you need some black beer drinkers or something, reach out. We understand that it's a struggle and you're trying to figure out how to help, how to get in here. Um, so just reach out and we want to thank y'all for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We're going to have another conversation next week, um, more directed with breweries, and we're inviting some brewery owners to be a part of that conversation. Look for us on social media. Again, that's the Swig Podcast. And um, we'll see y'all on a later time, man. I appreciate all that you're doing to be better people. Fight the power. (laughs) Black lives matter. Shit. Fight for this. Damn. <laughs> Thank okay. y'all. Love y'all, Black.